Welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Eddie Hyde, and I am so excited to be back today uh, sharing with you powerful truths from Paul's letter to the Church of the Ephesians. Um, sometimes it's called the, the Book of Ephesians or the Letter of Ephesians, but it is a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, uh, which is a city still in existence today in Asia Minor or present day, the present day Turk, uh, country of Turkey. And there is so much truth that is packed into this one letter. Now, today we're going to be uh, starting at verse 15. And I would say that the, the if you if you put this into a paragraph form, uh, it would be one paragraph from verse 15 to the end of the chapter, which would be verse 23. So we're going to, we want to deal with this as a unit. By the way, chapters and verses are, are, are not a part of the original letter or any of the original books of the Bible. Those were added in, I think, the 12th, 13th century. Now, they're helpful in the sense of helping us to identify and, uh, go immediately to certain passages, but they are detrimental in the fact that it makes it so easy to take Scripture out of context, because whoever divided up the Bible, some some verses are divided in the middle of sentences. So we have to be sure that we're reading the verses uh, above and after a passage that we are focusing in on, and uh, so we, we need to uh, see and to put every verse in context. So we're going to be looking at verses 15 through 23 today, and the the theme is of the authority of the believer, the authority of the believer. And uh, I would say that perhaps the bottom line is that I would say up front, and we'll look at, at this in detail, is that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the pinnacle of the universe, at the right hand of God. That same power, Paul says, is at work in you and me. I'll never forget a few years ago, I was teaching for a week in a Bible school in Canada, and I was awakened one night. We soon I were staying in a, in a hotel. I was awakened at three o'clock, wide awake in the morning. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit because all of a sudden I knew this was stirring inside of me, what I'm going to share with you today. And I knew that God wanted to sh me to share this truth that I'm sharing with you today about how the resurrection and ascension of Jesus is directly related to our, to our authority over Satan and demons. And the reason God wanted me to share that is that they're, they're teaching going around today under the name of spiritual warfare. And yes, I believe in spiritual warfare. We'll talk about that more in Ephesians, especially in chapter 6. But I remember being in a bookstore, and I picked up a, a book by a well-known author, well-known minister. And it was on spiritual warfare. And I just opened it up, was scanning through, uh, stopping and reading on some of the pages. And I thought to myself, if I didn't know better, if I was a new believer in reading this, this book would cause me to be afraid of the devil. And my friends, there is 
there's nothing in Scripture in the New Testament designed to make you afraid of the devil. Yeah, we're told to be alert. We're told not to, to not to be asleep. We're told to be awake spiritually, but never are we told that we need to be in fear and consternation of the devil. And so Paul makes this very clear in this passage. So we're going to begin reading, and we'll probably have to take a couple of sessions with this, but let's begin reading at verse 15. Uh, chapter 1 of Ephesians, Paul says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thank for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's what he's asking for them. And, we, and, and I pray this for you today, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Now, I'm going to stop there, because at the beginning of this, Paul says, I'm praying that you will have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What he's praying for is that the Holy Spirit will give them uh, enlightenment uh, in their hearts, in their minds, so that they can grasp this incredible truth that he is going to share with them. It, it is such an incredible truth. So it's saying, hey, you're going to need more than just your, your finite uh, reason and understanding. So I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened by the Holy Spirit. This is what he is saying to them. And so now notice, here, here is what he's wanting them to see. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? My friends, we are rich in Christ. There is so much that belongs to us as a result of being in Christ. But now verse 19 is where we want to center. And I want you, your eyes to be enlightened. I want you to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Your eyes of, of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know, verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of of his power. Notice that Paul piles adjectives upon adjectives. He doesn't just say, I want you to know what is the greatness of his power. Or he says, I want you to know, or, or, or he doesn't say just, I want you to know about his power or, the, or his great power, but I want you to know the exceeding greatness of his power. And notice, I'm reading the New King James, toward us who believe. Now, the, the Greek preposition is actually en, which is usually translated as in. And I think some of the translations like the NIV, I think they do say that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power in us who believe. Uh, the New King James says, toward us who believe. Um, now, let me just, let me just, let me just confirm that. Um, 
Actually, I think I, I know it is. Let me let me just back up a minute. I said that the preposition in the Greek was e in. It is actually e i s, which literally means into. E n is in, but e i s means into, and that's why the King James and the New King James would say toward us who believe. In other words, the same power that God unleashed on that first resurrection morning to bring Jesus out of the tomb, defeated death, defeated sin, defeated Satan, and Jesus walked out of the tomb, a mighty conqueror, and, and, and declared, this is Matthew 28, 19, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All authority is given unto me. Yes, he, he is the mighty conqueror. When he walked out of the tomb, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And that same power that raised Jesus up from the dead and brought him up out of the tomb. Saul says that same power has been released into you, toward you, and into you. Wow, what an incredible proof. So verse 19, and, and I want you to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power into us who believe. He says it's according to, that means it's the same as the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, we, we must remember that the right hand in scripture is symbolic of authority. We see this many places in Scripture. For example, in the Psalms, it, it will. It, there's, a, I believe, it's Psalm 98. It talks about God bringing Israel out of Egypt, and and you know the plagues that came upon the Egyptians, and then God rolling back the Red Sea and drowning the Egyptians. And it says He brought them out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And then in a, another verse, it says His right hand. And his holy arm has gotten him the victory. So the right hand is symbolic of power. So to be at the right hand of God is symbolic. The, the, the point is not so much that Jesus spatially is at the right hand of God, although I believe he is. But the point is that he is in that ultimate place of authority right now. And and when he came out of the tomb, then God raised him up, seated him at his own right hand. Listen to this, verse 21, far above, not just a little ways above, but far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. If the cross is the ultimate demonstration of God's love, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus is the ultimate demonstration of his power and his might. Wow. And Jesus today is seated at the right hand of God, the pinnacle of the universe with all authority, far above every kind of principality and power, the good ones and the bad ones, Satan, demons, they're all under him. He's far above them. And the same power that worked this incredible event, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, Paul says that same power 
has been directed into those who believe. Wow. We'll pick up on this tomorrow. My friends, what an incredible thing that God has done. You don't have to be afraid of the devil and demons. What we have to do is know the truth because the devil, his power is in his, his only power is in his ability to deceive. That's why Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Well, I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt podcast. Wow. Going through the uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, such powerful truths. I hope you'll check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. All kinds of uh, resources there. There'll be a blessing to you. I encourage you to share uh, these these episodes with with your social networks and with your friends and so on. Let's get the word out. Let's let's let the world know what Jesus has done and who we are now that we are in Christ. I'll see you tomorrow.